mamas, this is going to be a touchy subject because it's one that may be a fear for you or you have already faced it unintentionally. In this episode, I'm going to talk about technology and protecting your children from seeing explicit things, especially porn, either from their friends or family. Because as parents, we teach, protect, and love on our kids in the hopes that if they unfortunately are faced with challenges, they are open to talk with us and equipped to face it. My goal as a parent is to just give a place where we can have these open conversations and to let you know that you're not alone in it all. So let's jump in. Aloha mamas, you've made it to the Homeschooling Entrepreneur Mom podcast. I'm Kavaya Quinn, RN turned full-time entrepreneur and homeschool rock star to five kiddos. I know you're frustrated with homeschooling. You know there's a way to make it fun, but you haven't figured it out yet. And you're overwhelmed with combining homeschool and making money from home. You're wishing for a way to integrate homeschooling and building a business while giving your kiddos the gift of entrepreneurship. So if you're ready to create a homeschool filled with fun and adventures while you're making money, get your favorite mama juice and throw your hair in a messy bun. Let's get to work. Hey, 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 mamas. I know this is a touchy subject. I know it's an uncomfortable thing when you probably read that headline or that title. But disclaimer, I am no expert. (laughs) Nope. What I am is I am a parent. I have five kids with my oldest being 10. And this is ultimately a conversation we didn't want to have with our kids. But we are realists. Like things like this happen in our world and it happens so much more often especially because of technology. We wanted to be prepared as much as we can with our four boys and our baby girl. And even though we homeschool, we know we can't protect them from everything. So our goal is to equip them with morals, values, beliefs, understanding, and ultimately God, so that they are ready to go and face the world and be just ready for all of it. But before I jump in to the meat of it all about technology and protecting your kids from explicit things, I want to share with you my story about this because I went back and forth with sharing it, mostly because it's hidden. People usually don't talk about it. And a lot of people may be ashamed or worried, like, what if I say too much? What if they find out? But I realized that the more I share this story... I know there's other parents out there who are going through similar things and my hope is to help you with my story. So my oldest four kids have their own iPads. No one has phones and we have limitations on our technology. But what happened was one day at dinner, we were sitting down and my five-year-old said, hey, the 10-year-old was looking at female body parts. (laughs) He said it in his own five-year-old language, but (laughs) my husband and I looked at each other like, what is happening here? And we looked at my oldest son and he looked very ashamed and was like fear of me like yelling at him because I am a yeller. Uh, But I gotta say, we calmed down. Yay for adaptogens. Like if you don't know what adaptogens is, oh my gosh, lifesaver really did. It does help my husband and I with patience with all of our kids. And we kept our calm. We asked good questions during that dinner in front of everyone. And then we told our oldest, don't worry, we're going to continue this conversation later. 
But I knew as a parent, I couldn't just react to that moment. I had to take some time to process to see like what would be the best action to go forth because this is a very touchy subject and I don't want to lose the trust of my kids. So the next day, I sat my son down, my oldest son, and we had a very good conversation. And I'm going to go through a lot of the things that we talked about because ultimately we couldn't have this conversation if I didn't do any of the other stuff. And it's because it was an open conversation. He was very honest and truthful with us. No matter what, however we played it in our heads, we were like, man, we couldn't protect him from that. So how can we help him grow from this? How can we help ourselves like be better parents to this and so forth? I'm going to teach you everything that we did. I'm going to go through it. And hopefully, like, I, I hope this never happens to you. You get side blinded by these things. But if it does, then you have at least a good foundation to help you have trust, open conversations, and ultimately a place for your kids to come and talk to you. Let's start with the fear of technology. Now I'm going to tell you, we believe in technology in our house. And it's because one, it makes homeschool life so much easier. And two, I have an online business. So I need technology in order to run my business. And for that two reasons, I understand there is a give and take when it comes to things. And even though my kids don't have their own phones, they do have iPads and there's so much you can access with an iPad, with internet and all those things. One tool we needed to start teaching our kids was how to use technology better and to put boundaries on it. And like I said, there's no one size fits all for this, but I'm just going to show you or tell you what works for us right now in our family. My kids get personal screen time every single day. But the boundaries they have is, one, they have to earn it by completing their non-negotiables first before they get their screen time. And two, they only get two hours of screen time each day when they complete their non-negotiables. And when I talk about screen time, it includes everything. TV, iPad, video games, whatever they want to play during that two hours, it all counts. So it's not two hours of TV and two hours of iPad. Nope two hours of whatever technology you want during that time. If you're wondering what these non-negotiables are, initially it started as chores, but we evolved it to include other things that we wanted to build good habits in. For instance, exercise, getting vitamin D, and so forth. Based on your kids, their age, and what you want for them, you can make your own non-negotiable list. Maybe I'll actually do an episode on that. <laughs> So we actually gave our kids the opportunity to earn more screen time through doing extra tasks. This is outside of their non-negotiables and it's almost like their non-negotiables on a higher level. And this gives them the chance to do a little bit more to build a good habit or skill or so forth. And they get to earn either more electronic times or staying up past their bedtime or passing a chore to mom and dad. As you can tell, they really prefer the extra screen time. <laughs> Another boundary that you can use is putting passwords on your kids' iPads where only you can access it or charging their iPads in your room or in a place where they can't sneak on. Um, that's one thing we have consistently done for years. And then we also monitor their apps so they can't order or buy anything on their iPads unless we do it for them. And there are times where we still put things on their iPads and we have to erase because of 
just things that I would hear them watching and so forth. The last two boundaries that I thought of was one, we do not use earphones in our house, no matter how much, <laughs> sometimes I want them to, I would rather hear what they're listening to or watching. And then that way I can monitor it from afar. And then the other thing is we rarely take the iPads on rides or with us to go visit friends and family. We would rather them be present and really enjoying their family and friends while they're there versus on their electronics anyways. So those are just some ideas that we use in our family. Ultimately, do what's best for you and your family and what you believe in and what feels good for you and just to help your kids. I know for us, one of our goals is to teach them how to use it in a better way or at least a good way that will help grow them as a person versus restricting them so bad that they're sneaking around us. Okay, now that we talked about boundaries on technology, what are other ways you can protect your kids from seeing explicit things or porn from family and friends? One way is to know who your kids' friends are and who their family is too. And taking it one step further and letting them know what your boundaries are. Because especially if you don't know who their friends are or who their parents are and you never talk to them, this is a good conversation to start having. On the flip side, another way that you can put boundaries around your family is just by surrounding yourself with people who have the same values and beliefs. Because that way, you are all on the same page from the get-go. This could be people from church, people in your neighborhood, friends, like in your own bubble. Now, these last two ways really helped us. Starting with one, having a space and time for open conversations. And when I say that, I mean every single day. Do you have an intentional time where everyone can talk without judgment? where your kids are not afraid of repercussions or getting in trouble, where they feel safe to talk with you about anything. For us, that's dinner time. We have open conversations rather than just like, how was your day? We want to know, how did you feel today? What is something you're proud of? What was something that you're, that challenged you? That literally was the conversations we were having when this came to light. So do you have a time in your day where you are talking to your kids very openly and letting them know like this is a safe place where we will not get mad at you for anything that you bring up. <laughs> and I say that with a laugh because my husband and I had to keep calm because that was the commitment we gave them. You can say anything you want here at the dinner table. It doesn't mean that we're not going to talk to you afterwards, but it just gives you the opportunity to say how you feel and let us help you work through them. The other one that also helped us was having separate intentional conversations with each child based on their age and understanding. In these conversations, we talked about their body, changes that's happening, talked about relationships and respecting others. We talk about their feelings. We talk about respecting other people's feelings and how you can better communicate with other people too. We also talk about, you know, things that are going through their own heads. <laughs> you know, my oldest son, he's very self-conscious when it comes to what other people think about him. And we try to work through that with him and help him overcome those challenges. Really having intentional conversations with each child. And I feel like this ultimately gives them also a separate space to really be open with you on a different level. 
for instance, after we had the conversation at dinner with our oldest, the next day, I pulled him on the side. We had a long conversation about what happened. And I was just so grateful that he was able to open up to me and we were able to have a back and forth conversation about all of these things. Because I don't know if you can relate with me, but as a parent, I was just imagining the worst and just being so hard on myself for failing as a parent that when I heard him talk to me, I was reminded that I did something good as a parent. So I had to stand in that moment and be very grateful that we had these conversations already. It was almost like we sort of beat it to the punch, but still felt like a failure to a certain extent. So I had to work through that as a parent. But what if it happens to you? What if, unfortunately, even after you put up all the boundaries, you had all the conversations, what if this still happened, just like me? Put a time on the side for when you are calm. Let me just put that out there. Don't come into this as a reaction, as somewhere where you're like hot and heavy and you're ready to like go at it. Nope, that's not the place and time. Take some adaptogens, like I said. If you need some, let me know because you need to come in a place of calm. You want to show your kids that you're here to support them and you want to give that open, comfortable, safe space for them to talk to you. So that's one thing I did. I waited to the next day to talk to my child. And then we started the conversation with what happened, how did this happen, when did this happen? And I constantly reminded him, like, I am not here to scold you. I'm not here to, you know, be mad at you. I just want to help you understand the severity of this. We talked about his feelings. We talked about relationships with people mom and dad relationships, married, you know, people dating each other. That's the kind of relationships we talked about, how you really love each other, how you want to treat people. We talked about respecting other people's bodies, people respecting your bodies. Like these are conversations we already had, but it was almost like you have to be repetitive and talk about it again. We also talked about health education. Now, I'm going to tell you straight, this is the RN in me. I was like, if you really want to know and you think you saw like something that you wanted to see, hold up, let me show you the flip side. Let's talk about health education. Let's talk about diseases. Let's talk about what it is to have a baby to a certain extent. Like, man, mama gave him health education 101, 102, and 103. <laughs> My poor kids. But I just wanted them to know, like, it doesn't stop there. Whatever you're watching, it does not stop at that moment. There are things that happen after that. And are you ready? We talked about the cost of raising a family. We talked about finances. We talked about how much money you should be earning if you want to live a certain life. I made him calculate that. I think the cost of living for his life, ideal life with a family, with one kid, came out to a yearly income of $68,000. We, we did this on my iPhone with notes. We talked about diapers. We talked about food. We talked about, you know, rent and so forth. I wanted to paint the big picture for my kid of what would really happen beyond that. Now, it's up to you how far you want to really talk about this. But for me, that's what I wanted to do for him. I wanted him to see that It doesn't stop on that iPad, on that screen. It goes way beyond that. 
And a lot of these young kids do not realize that. At the end of the conversation, I was able to turn it around and talk about what should he be focusing on instead. And it came down to working on him first. Yes, let's work on bettering you. How about let's work on getting some income in your life first? How about let's work on just being a 10-year-old and living a fun life? And so that's where I was able to turn it around by just kind of showing him the whole reality and going, okay, where do you want to be now? I guess you can call it a semi like scare tactic, but I want to say it was more like a reality check. And from there, he was like, nope, I want to be a 10 year old. I just want to ride bikes and play my piano, play some video games and enjoy my life. (laughs) So take what speaks to you, leave the rest. (laughs) I will leave it there. I know this subject as a whole is uncomfortable and we couldn't have gotten through it it at all if it wasn't one for God and a lot of prayer and just having him guide us through it and two being such great believers in personal development because we know there's a way to grow from this and we want to also take our kids with us to grow from situations like this is it the end probably not we're gonna have to probably do it again and again have really good intentional conversations with them And now we are kind of ready for it to a certain extent. And we're going to continue to grow, evolve, pivot, shift, change, just so that we can keep on going forward through it all. So thank you guys for being here. If this really spoke to you in any way, I would love it if you could just send me a direct message and just tell me how it spoke to you and your family. You can leave it in my Instagram at Kavai underscore Aquin. Or you can join my Facebook community. It's free. It's bit.ly slash H-E-M support group. And in there, it's definitely a safe space for you to have a great one. Continue to have adventures. Fill your day with love, laughter, and so much aloha. I'll see you in the next one. Hey mamas, have you started looking into homeschooling? But the more you research, you start to think that you can't do it. Or have you finally decided to take the plunge, but you don't know where to start, if you have enough time, what curriculum to choose, if you'll be good enough to teach your kids, or how to integrate socialization, and you're just afraid your kids will fall behind. But you know there's a better way, where your kids will be lit up when they are learning, that you can pick a schedule and plan that's flexible with your life and your family, where you have never felt so much closer together and have better communication with your kids than ever before. If that's what you're looking for, then the Homeschooling Basics Bootcamp is just for you. In this course, you will learn how to get started with homeschooling the right way, get your family excited, and especially your spouse, learn about the different types of homeschooling and which one is right for your family, time management, getting organized, getting your homeschool set up, curriculum 101, how to integrate socialization, and guidance through your first successful week. If this is speaking to you, then I invite you to jump on in and save your seat now. The website to go to is homeschoolingbb.weebly.com. That is homeschooling, B as in boy, B as in boy, dot W-E-E-B-L-Y.com. I'll see you in class.